This podcast is a member of the WrestleJoy Podcasting Network. Visit WrestleJoy.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as interviews, show reviews, articles, and more, as we bring out the joy in the wrestling world today. It's the Sauce Alex Zane. This is the Babe of the Bayou, Brittany Nicole. This is Ray Fury here. This is the Glitch in the System, Jay Walker. And you're listening. And you are watching. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. To the Bald Monkeys Podcast. And the Bald Monkeys Podcast. And to the Bald Monkeys Podcast. Yeet, yeet. sophisticated wrestling podcast discussing the weekly aspects of it all right here on the bald monkeys wrestling podcast Welcome back to the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another great interview. I'm Christopher. I got the captain, Captain Chuckles, with us tonight. How are we doing, Captain? I'm wonderful. We b- Before we started taping, we had a little bit of a, a history lesson or, or a, just a lesson in general on Amazon. And if, uh, earlier, a couple of weeks ago, you, you, people might have seen my hatred to the USPS because I'm trying to send something over here to my friend this way, Mr. Christopher. And it's in Anaheim, California. We're both on the East Coast. It makes no sense. But anyway, enough of that. Are you done? Are I'm you done? done. I'm done ranting. Because our guest is waiting. Our I know. Guest is waiting. I, and, I do not want to piss him off. And, and he is a champion. The, uh, I, he is a champion. I know. Not just the, a champion, sir. Sir, the champion of the Elevate champion. Pro. The champion. Ladies and gentlemen, the champion of Elevate Pro. JC Vega. JC, welcome to the Bald Monkeys podcast. Thank you guys for having me and allowing me this opportunity to tell my side of things because clearly the boss, Brittany Nicole, just didn't get the job done to my satisfaction. Well, this should, should is what we, we do. Should we drop a little knowledge on how this, how this interview occurred? Why not? Should we? So... But- Let's, if, let's tell if, the history story. More history. It's more history. history it's, it's, it's history more. 101 today with the bald monkeys. So if you've watched the podcast a couple of weeks ago uh, or other episodes ago, uh, we talked to Brittany Nicole. She is the uh, Elevate promoter, owner, in-ring personality, outer-ring personality. She does it all. We had a great conversation with her. We put her episode out, and then all of a sudden – Boom. JC is like, hey, what about me? You didn't mention me. You know, I had a little bit of a Michael Jordan complex about it. Like, she mentioned all these people who are, like, the, to, like, the people to watch for in Elevate Pro. And the uprising champion, the champion of Elevate Pro, doesn't get, doesn't get a mention, doesn't get recognized at all. So, like, I got to dip in my petty bag a little bit and set her straight. 
But that's been my, that's been the whole MO about my entire time in Elevate, and I'm sure we'll get into that very, very shortly. Very shortly. But that's what we're here for tonight. We're here to make a wrong right. Yes. And we're here to give you, give you your time, JC. So with every podcast interview that we do, we like to start from the beginning because everyone has a beginning. So JC Vega, what was young JC Vega like? Oh, young JC Vega was a rambunctious child who, um, I guess, got in the mischief for all his Power Ranger Ninja Turtle pro wrestling watching. Uh, there was a, I, I don't remember the story, but I was told as a small child, uh, I was being babysat. And I jumped out of a closet with, I guess, like a painter's thing. Those long, you know, those long sticks you put for, like, painting? Yep. yep. I had yep. one of those. And I guess in my mind, that was my, like, Ninja Turtle Donatello bow staff. And, like, the, I attacked the babysitter. The best turtle. <laughs> the best of the turtles. No. Donatello. Well, I mean, no. he's got all the gadgets. But, like, I he feel like smart... Leonardo has to keep all of them in line to get crap done. Can I, no. I don't know. Can I curse on here before I, like, get on? I didn't want to say. Yes. away. All right, to get shit done, he's got to manage all these egos, like a brooding psychopath, an intelligent dude who's like, oh, let me just go create stuff in the corner, and Michelangelo, who's like, I'm really good at this, but I'm lazy. So I guess he's like the precursor to an Orange Cassidy in a way. But, oh, yeah, like, that's pretty good. I like that. That's a comparison there, but yeah, like, come on, Leo's the best. I, I have an affinity for Raphael, but you got to go with Leo on that one. But yes. Rambunctious child, uh, very into, like, if it's, like, I was martial arts movies and, like, Chuck, no like, Chuck Norris, Walker, Texas Ranger, like, that stuff, I was glued to the TV watching that when wrestling was not somewhere in the vicinity. Now, if wrestling was in the vicinity, what, what was catching your eye? Who was the wrestlers that you remember looking uh, up to? So, like... Uh, my uncle, which whether, I guess if you're my mother, it could be a blessing or a curse. Uh, he had, a, like, the first thing I ever watched was, like, this VHS tape. He had a recording of SummerSlam 94, which I think was the year Undertaker versus Undertaker happened. Yep. So, like, Brett versus Owen was, like, one of the matches that caught my eye. Razor versus Diesel with, like, Sean on the outside. All the, those guys and, like. The, the show after that was, like, the end of WrestleMania 7 and, like, the complete WrestleMania 8. So, like, pretty much all in all, either, like, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of, like, wrestling. And all of it was, like, as a young child, like, the best thing ever. Like, I was all about, and it's funny, I was all about, like, the bad guys. Like, I was all for Tatanka being the crap out of Lex Luger and, like, stuffing money into his mouth. I'm like, that's terrible, but that's awesome. <laughs> Like, I know he probably shouldn't be doing this, but I like this. It's and more just, like, fun. The whole of that. Yeah, it was always more yeah. fun to be the bad guy. That was the thing. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was fun to cheer the good guys, but to be the bad guy and get away with it, that was always right. like, and, like yeah. and, like, the two matches, like, I, like I obviously, like, Owen and Brett, that cage match was, like, one of the best cage, ma cage matches ever. I will, like, I dare anyone to say otherwise, or, like, it was the best of the best matches. Like that, like that's that's a clinic in itself. And Flair versus Savage for the for the world mm -hmm. title, and like I'm gonna like she was mine before she was yours. Like all of that, like so great. And then like eventually, like I caught on from from there. I would kind of watch here and there when I was around my cousins and my uncle, because they were they would watch it. And then once once uh I saw Rodman and Hogan. 
and like oh, wow. Nitro 90, 96 was when I got hardcore into it because I was like, wait, so wait, Razor Ramon and Diesel are in this other place with Hulk Hogan and he's got a beard, but like <laughs> he's wearing all black. There's Rodman. I watched basketball. Why, why is Rodman here? I don't know. Don't care. But this is this is the best. Rodman just shows up anywhere. I mean, right. North Korea, North Korea, <laughs> WCW. WCW yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, he's I, everywhere. The man is a maverick of social gatherings. We'll just say. <laughs> I, I will call it, yeah, North Korea is a social gathering. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like that sort of stuff. Like I was blown away by all that. And like I would go back and watch old tapes and like even now, like with the, the thing with the advent of the internet, being able to watch like stuff from Japan and everything. Tremendous. But young JC was all about the NWO, Hulk, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, and martial arts and anything. If it's Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles, Batman, I am, I am there for it. Awesome. Nice. Now, what part, what part of that did you start going, I could do this. I want to go try and do this. When did that click and, and who made you go, maybe I could be that person? Uh, I mean, t- to be honest, like, early on when I started watching, I've always wanted to do it. But, like, the one guy, like, the one instance that I was like, I, that's it, I have to go do this, was um, Jay Lethal versus Jay Briscoe at Best in the World. Wow. When it was, like, title title versus title. And, like, Jay was on that, that great run with a television title, that first run he had. And he was, like, going to be, he wanted to be the man of Ring of Honor and, like, he was pretty much like a pseudo Ric Flair with like the suits he would wear, the mm-hmm. hat, yep. the whole the whole group behind him. And like that match, I was watching it and like I was in a rough patch in my life around that time and I got to watch Best in the World and that match was like, all right, that's who I want to get trained by. That's where I want to go. This is what I need. I need to do this because I went and did film school and like I wanted to be a screenwriter and I worked on a couple of sets and Working on a set is one of the most miserable, for me at least, because I'm a creative person. Working on set is one of the most miserable things to do because you're there for 12 plus hours in a day. And like, unless you're the director in front of the camera or working with the camera itself, your job is boring as shit and stressful. <laughs> People are yelling at you and like, you gotta be quiet too. And then being yelled at, it's, it's bizarre. Like, I'll get a quick. I'll give a quick little tidbit about that. Uh, I worked as a locations assistant, which is like the person who sets up where you're gonna be, what when what when you have those things, and like what you're doing while you're at the facility. Well, one of the shoots I was on, we were using someone's house. Like they were friends with the producers of the film. They're like, here, just have my big mansion. Ooh. And one of the the assistant director got on the walkie and was like locations uh we want to know if we can tear down this wall up here we don't like it and i was like just i'm an assistant this is one of my first shoots and i'm like uh so i got went to find like my boss and was like hey they want to know if they can tear out a wall and she's like what i was like they want to tear out a wall like i don't know she's like this is a home i'm like i know but like they're asking they're like we'll pay we'll compensate her just we want to get this wall out of here so wild stuff like that, but that was just not life for me. And screenwriting, it's fun. I hopefully some to do get to do that at some point and have something produced. But like right now, my eye, at the time, my eye was like, I need to get into wrestling. To make a long story, get a long story short there, <laughs> or back to the brown. So they got a wall, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. That's insane. It's that's somebody's like, house. 
at some right at somebody's house that like and like you're like we we won't we need this for the scene we're gonna be out of here in a week but we want to get rid of that wall it's like see it all would have worked out perfectly if the person wanted to get the wall taken down anyway like they were thinking yeah i really want to make this room a little bit bigger and you're gonna pay me for it sure right like oh my god like it's it was funny and like on that same shoot too i like like eric roberts was on set and i had to put up his cue cards the dude like didn't even know the script he's like i got i got five lines it was an easy gig uh what am i supposed to say again like it's it's (laughs) hilarious and like they're like don't mention his daughter don't mention his sister don't look him in the eye it was like sort of thing it was just like if you are you are pawn scum next to this guy it's kind of funny and maybe that's not nice to say but it's it is what it is but there it was interesting it's interesting to be around those kinds of people in that world in a creative environment when just peering back yeah i I think my closest brush with uh uh, like a fame like that was the verizon wireless guy can you hear me now oh Oh, that dude yeah well the the, The curse is just like what the guy who played Mayhem, like his brother was on that shoot. I can't, for life of me, I can't remember his name. Uh, I think it was Scott Winter. I think it's that. We'll go with that. If it isn't, sorry, guy, if you're Scott somehow Winter. watching this right now. <laughs> but like before I see him, like he would like jog in place and like yell these primal screams, and everyone else is batting an eye. But I'm like, I don't want to look at him. But it's <laughs> the thing they do. Like, and I took acting classes, but I never got that deep into like sort of stuff. And it was just, all right, this is this is interesting. It's kind of like, is this, is this guy over here going to snap? Do I have to right. like worry about people's safety? So, I guess in a way, this also prepared me for the wild, wild world of wrestling because those people are also crazy in their own way. I guess maybe I'm crazy too. Some people say. Yeah, but uh, we, we we've point, seen some stuff. Uh, well, uh, well, I'll dispute those claims. <laughs> now you mentioned uh jay lethal was one yes. of the one of the guys that kind of took your eye now you actually trained with jay lethal yes i i did how how did that come about um you know what was what was the biggest thing that you took away from training with him um that is a it's a good question First, well, first, um, I was all, I already, had, already had in my mind that I was going to go to Tampa. I knew he had a school, and I tried to get a hold of him in various ways, but, like, uh, like I heard things that, oh, the school he had shut down. So I was like, all right, I got to find a substitute. And went somewhere else for an excursion, I guess what I'm calling it, for, like, <laughs> a month. Because, like, the guy – I'm not going to mention dude's name, but he was something. He was, like – for the month that I was around this person, he was maybe there t- three times and I hated him instantly. He was just the biggest douche in the world. Didn't know how to teach very well when he was there. And then I stooged off that I was like, yeah, I was coming down and get trained with Jay, but I didn't know, like, it seemed like his school was shut down and this other dude was like, oh no, bro, it's still there. There's got guys, they're turning out guys all the time. So I was like, oh word. So I was like, hey, I moved here. You were my initial guy. I didn't know how to get a hold of you. Now I do. Uh, do you have, is there, like, what's the deal? What's the school? And, like, he was like, yeah, I'm starting my next class in July. So come aboard. And 
the, the it was it's fun like four months of basic training chaining and sort of stuff that gets you through the fundamentals of a basic match and then you and even once you get to the advanced you learn other cool things but the biggest takeaway is for me like he explained things he broke it down like some guys just like all right here take a body slam throw you down all right congratulations on the body slam but he's like all right well you get picked up but this is where you got to put your feet when you land and this is where your hands got to be like he take breaks everything down mm. in a way that for me it's learning because i'm visual and i got to do things repetition he breaks it down to every part so the way you're good every single part that makes you more good with your fundamentals and like him for that for that is amazing and everything else like he's just a wealth of knowledge because I mean, he's wrestled Ric Flair. He's been in there mm-hmm. with Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. And like the big, one of the biggest, oh, one of the biggest takeaways is for me, I got in my head a lot when I was training. Cause it's like, oh, it's like somebody who I, I idolize, I respect. And I want to be really good at this. And I want like to earn his respect. And, but he's like, you gotta, you gotta mess up before you get better. And it's just trial and error. And this is, fun like have some dudes get take this way too serious and like he's a serious guy like he's serious about his training don't get me wrong but like we all got this to have like a good time and be like be like entertaining and fun that's one of the things that biggest takeaway for me is like just be loose in mm-hmm. there and just just live in the moment yeah and, but and, he, and i feel like if if you if you aren't that way it it comes across yeah, you know, you like, can tell that someone is anxious in the ring, or or and and they're not playing a character. Like it's actually they're like, they're they're yeah. not feeling too comfortable. And like uh, like a lot of a lot of guys get especially early on, everyone gets stuck in. I got to do the moves. I got to do the moves. He's like, you can sit there in a headlock for two minutes, and no one's gonna care if you like put intent and make me like invested in what you're doing. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, stomp on it for five minutes for all I care. Like, just make people, give them, give them a reason to care. Because everyone knows it's fake and, like, scripted or whatever. But, like, what's, what are you going to offer that's going to make them be like, okay, hey, I'm intrigued. And yeah. for me, to this point, it's Twiggy. But, but it's, it was fun. Like, he's a, he's, He's an interesting guy. He could be he could be hilarious and just out of nowhere funny. Like he'd be like, "Hey, how you doing today? Oh, I'm great. Fuck you, so and so." Like it was, it was great. It's like, oh, you like oh oh. I was so sorry, real quick. Uh, when we graduated from a beginner class, he he brought us out to dinner, and we were trying to figure out where to go. He was like, "We're going to Applebee's." He's like, "Actually, you guys want to go to Outback Steakhouse?" And one of the guys is like. Outback Steakhouse sounds sounds really good. He's like, "Fuck you, Benji!" <laughs> I started out in there, but it was just so funny. And I remember cackling at this group message. We get there, he's like, "So is this okay for you, Benji? Huh? <laughs> steak there? That steak good?" And he's like, "Uh, uh." And like, he's just like the dude's like in a deer in the headlights, and he's just like, because like Jay has this like serious face on, but he's like clearly messing with him. Oh, that's so he, he's a character. He's a cool guy to be with, and like such a great teacher and like one of the best guys I can get advice from. And like, it's great that I can like text him at a moment and be like, Hey, I'm having this issue with this. What do you think? Or what have you? Or like, maybe like, Oh, this booking, this, this, what this guy wants me to do doesn't sound too, like, doesn't sound all that great. What, like, what do you recommend I do? Like he's, 
he's all ears for he's there a hundred percent for all of his students whenever like you need him that's cool i was gonna ask if you still keep in touch with him and everything so it's it's cool that you do yeah like i i lived in tampa for a year and like uh i don't know if you've ever guys lived around or in the florida area the tampa area uh the rent is too damn high so mm. <laughs> got the training for a year and i was like i sucks i had to leave and other th- other obligations but it's like i gotta do it but it's He's just, like, I'm a student for life. And like, that's what, that's one of the things he tells you when you're, when you're there. Like once you, you train with him, like you're a student in his life and he's there whenever you need advice or more additional stuff to work on. He's there. Yeah. That's awesome. He's so, he's so, it's so good with that. And it's, it's, it's interesting to watch him work too. Cause like it's stuff he does in the ring and, and even in training, like stuff that he doesn't use in his repertoire in, in his matches are so good. It's like, like he kept doing like a senton because I kept trying to like show me. He tried to show me a senton. I wasn't getting it. I was like flipping too early. And he was like, "No, you gotta like you gotta go in and act like you're gonna fall on your face." And at the last second, you roll into it. And he does it just like that. It's so crisp and good. It's like, dude, like what the hell? Why are you so good at this? He's like, man. He makes it look so easy, you know. Yeah, and it's like, man, like he doesn't even use it in his in his matches. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen him do a senton in the, like the edit. And he does it like almost Eddie like too. It's it's great. And it's like you you talented bastard. Like lend me that lend me that, please. Just give me one. Have, just give me one. Just, just a, little, a little bit. You, a you tenth. have a break run. Just give me an ounce of that. Now you brought up Twiggy. So yes. how how did you and Twiggy meet? What's the background story there? You know, what what's going? I know, I know, I know Brittany from Elevate Pro yes. tried to talk to Twiggy one time. And you were like, no, 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 Twiggy, I got it. Let's step out of here. Twiggy is a wrestling legend. He was uh, big in Japan, big in Puerto Rico, like had a great run in Stampede Wrestling. But for whatever reason, he has been blackballed. All his footage has been wiped from the existence, and they cast him out. And I was in Tampa Bay Pro, and he like, was starting out my career there. And things weren't going exactly how I'd like, and I ran into him at, like, uh, was it a gym? The gym. I ran him at the gym, and he was telling me about his career. He showed me the footage he had that I could never find. And he was like, "Let me take you under my wing. Let me show you some things that you may have not gotten elsewhere. And let's go. Let's go on the road and let's get you to where you want to be." And so he's he like he's also you. yeah, and he's also uh, a fun fact. He's also an avid lounge singer. He's very popular in Japan for lounge singing. I I can't explain it, but he's like swing jazz. Like he was had a couple records there, Diamond Records in Japan. It's the man's a jack of all trades. I gotta search for that. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I gotta find those albums. It's he's it's music to my ears. It's great. He's a he's a great guy. I and mean, like it's sad for whatever reason in wrestling, he's not appreciated and everyone acts like he doesn't exist. Like everyone in the locker room just blows by him, doesn't shake his hand, brother, doesn't pay him any respects. Like obviously Britney doesn't respect him enough to talk to him and there was a fiasco with the manager license at one point but we they they don't respect him it's 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 a travesty because he's a he's a genuine nice guy that's correct and right now he would be here right now with his interview but he's also stuck in japan because he was there before the pandemic or right around the time of the pandemic started and travel is just he's not comfortable with it of course of course Understandable. Safety first. Yeah. Wear your mask. Yeah. Exactly. Wear your mask. Exactly. Twiggy, when you're watching this, we just want to say, hey, 
you know, th- thanks for being a part of the story. We appreciate it. Brittany Nicole, you mentioned her. I mentioned her. We talked about her a little bit. You talked about Tampa Bay Pro. Now, if anybody goes online and you go to JC's Facebook page, seems like there's a lot of beef. There's some button of heads between you and Tampa Bay Pro and you and Brittany. What's going on? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? All right, let's, let's let's go with the beginning of my career, Tampa Bay Pro. I was there and Commissioner Jordan Owens, well, before he was, he wasn't commissioner yet. Jay Lethal was still commissioner. Jordan was looking to get him out of the way, and he wanted a group of guys with him. And he wanted me and this guy, Chris McCraw, to team up and be the millennials. And when I asked him what was that supposed to be, he really couldn't give me a definitive answer. He's like, you know, millennial, just be a millennial. You know, like, you drink coffee, you play on your phone, like, millennials. You're you're self-entitled. You know, and I'm like, no, I, I don't. Like, you're, are you mentioned, are you like, am I a social justice warrior? Am I triggered? Do I need safe space? Like, why, why, why am I doing this? Well, just do what I ask. And did that, and I, because I'm a button pusher. I don't know if you guys see, like, and maybe you've seen it on my tweets and kind of hint here with me and Brittany. I, we have a love-hate relationship. I love to hate her, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that. But I don't really do well with authority, and... But I wanted a spot, so I decided to play the game. I decided to be a good Samaritan and try to play along. And I was this millennial, which, again, I don't know what, this, what exactly they were wanting with that. They had me come out with a coffee cup the first time. And I was like, Jordan, I don't understand. He's like, just do it. They'll hate you for it. I'm like, everyone drinks coffee. Thanks. <laughs> just, I need a monster. Just, and so... Me and this guy, we really weren't, like, we weren't friends, but we tried to make it work, tried to make an impact, and still, they, they appreciated his efforts, but mine was going overlooked. I was, I was trying to carve out my niche, trying to, I can get in front of the crowd, I can talk as well as anybody out there, I will say, is my level, and maybe I still got room to go, and that's, I will welcome that, and I will improve, and I was, I felt like I was a pretty competent wrestler. I've still, again, more to go, but I was being overlooked. And even before I even started, I felt there was a ceiling placed upon me that I wasn't allowed to go above a certain way. Mm. And it's like, well, if you're not going to give me the respect that I feel like I should get and give me a chance, even though I'm with you, then I'm, I need to go elsewhere and I need to figure out who JC Vega is. Because putting on that facade of a character of the millennial is not JC Vega. So I had to find out who I was. And it was a rough process to get there with Twiggy's help. We got there and we went to Elevate Pro. Now Elevate Pro ignored my phone calls, my texts, my emails, tweets, Facebook messages, Twiggy's messages, showed up, tried to talk to Benjamin Wood, the CEO. Yeah, the CEO blew me off. Talked to the owner, the previous owner, blew me off as well. So I was like, you know what? It's happening again. These people are not going to, when I try to play the good boy system and do the right thing, brother, shake hands, try to help you set up, be like, I just want a shot, sir. It doesn't happen. So I had to run in. I had to sabotage the show, basically. Mm-hmm. There was like a match between Dale Springs and Mott Fleming about to take place, and I just hop over the rail, take the mic from Brittany, and was like, hey, I'm here. 
I'm going to show you what I got. We're going to make this a three-way dance. Well, I didn't know Twiggy didn't like that circumstance at the time. He felt we were rushing a little bit. We needed to do something else. We got into a squabble. And because of that distraction, Ma took me out. So I had to come in the next month, try to come in. And Brittany got involved. was like, hey, what are you doing here? You're not scheduled to be here. And I told uh, bootleg Christina Aguilera at the time, which I called her, then to uh, Mulan Rouge her ass on out of here. And I was going to have an open challenge to anybody in the back. Because this was right before the show was about to kick off. And I'm like, you're not going to kick me out again. And they sent out Amaya Jade. And now Amaya Jade was like the former woman's champion. And she was pissed off. And being the gentleman and competitor I am, I would not strike a woman even in wrestling combat. Because... I just, not me, man. Gentleman. But she pissed me off, so I had to smack her around. And then, but again, distractions because Twiggy, again, was not sure about the circumstances of that. So, but long story short, Elevate Pro did not respect me enough to give me an opportunity. And the, the other people, like David Ali, Skylar Moore, Skylar Moore came in on her first night, had a, had a number one contendership match with Kylan King. And that same night, wrestled Amaya Jade for the Women's Championship and won. Now, why does she get the opportunity and JC doesn't? JC like can't your, even get a match. Black ball. Yeah, like it was, did nothing wrong. Came in, came in like a nice guy. So that was the genesis of my beef with them. First, like I was, I get it. It's a networking thing. You got to prove your worth. But if you don't give me an opportunity to prove my worth, how do I do that? So I had to take matters in my own hands. And now that Brittany, it's funny, Brittany over, took over as owner, promoter. But the same shenanigans were still happening a little bit. They let me, they let me finally on the show after a while because I showed I wasn't going away. And no mm -hmm. matter how many times security kicked me out, that would find my way back in and I would insert myself into matches. I was going to be like a force to be reckoned with. I, um, there was an incident with the group called the 337 who were there at the time. They were in the ring. They took over the show, and they had treaded on my territory, so I had to put them in their place. And once I verbally smacked them around before physically getting involved, and they tried to break Twiggy's neck, Elevate let me finally in. Yeah, like this legend here, this Japanese, Puerto Rican, Canadian yeah. legend. You don't touch him. He's untouchable. Is, but yeah, and it's illegal. It's illegal in the state of Louisiana to pile drive somebody. But Elevate Pro didn't do anything about it. The state, Louisiana State Athletic Commission didn't do anything about it. They were like, you're crazy. The, this man doesn't exist. And again, he was right there in a neck brace and all. It was just, it's just a tragedy. Uh. But yeah, so I verbally sparred with Brittany. I have sparring with say she had a chance against me on a microphone to say, I'm going to, I mean, I, Gothic Cher Horowitz doesn't stand at the par at all. And, you know, she, she says she's in charge now and things are different, but things are still the same because had to get no, I was in a battle royal. I won that. And the winner of that battle royal go, go went on to wrestle for the chance to win the Uprising Championship. Yes. Now, mm -hmm. is it fair for a guy who beat 20 guys just like not even five minutes prior to go in at number one in this gauntlet match? Like I didn't I have time to breathe. I didn't get. A, I couldn't get a water. I had to like run back and run back out. And I threw what I could at my and just didn't didn't quite know how I wanted how Twiggy wanted. So that's not uh, fair. 
yeah, it was not, it was not fair. However, despite all of that, you are the current uprising champion, the champion. The second time around when I got another opportunity, I was in a five-way hurricane match and no, and I've learned my lesson because after going through 20 some odd guys in a battle royal, I was just going to lay low and pick my spots. And when the new, this new guy, Jason Robinson, a graduate from the Elevate Pro Academy, or the Elevate Pro Performance Center, rather, um, he graduated. He, it was his first match. He thinks he's won. Swooped in, took it from him, like has Elevate has taken so many opportunities and chances from me, and became the uprising champion. Now, in my tweet, and earlier when I said I was the Elevate champion, I get Ray Fury holds the Elevate World Championship, but my title, the Uprising Championship, is the most coveted championship, because the minute I won that, I had everybody gunning for me. Dale Springs threw out challenges at me. Corey Constantine was supposedly going to challenge me at one point. It was going to be a triple threat, maybe, at some point. Mm -hmm. But me and Twiggy were... We're, we learned our lesson. We're crafting negotiators. We were going to try to get the best opportunity possible for me. And it was supposed to wrestle Corey Constantine, but pandemic happened. But yes, right now, currently, I am the Elevate Pro Uprising champion, much to Benjamin Woods' chagrin, much to uh, Brittany Nicole's dismay. I am their champion. And they can't do anything about it. They can try to sweep it under the rug, like she did in her interview with people to look out for. But it's undeniable that I am the Elevate champion. Now, with the pandemic, uh, you, you, you have defended the title a few times. Yes. If, yes. Again, if, again, people, follow, follow our interviewees on social media, and you will find out that I think at least four, five, maybe uh, championship uh, defenses. Dozens. Dozens? Dozens? So- was it dozens? You know, um, I've been on a uh, 87 NWA World Champion schedule a bit, but like the most recent and most notable ones were uh, Randy the Ram. We had a uh, Whole Foods brawl. I beat him. Uh, Bonesaw McGraw. We had a Lucha uh Boise, and I beat him. Uh, Thunderlips. We had a we had a hopscotch match too. I beat him. Yeah. Uh, I the 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 stock boy at walmart i pinned him like all these matches were also under contested under guerrilla warfare rules so a uh, guerrilla oh. warfare guerrilla warfare match is uh, the match can happen at any point in time when i see fit all i have all i need is a referee to say the match is on and we're there so i rolled up the stock boy you know pinned him one two three defended my belt there uh super kicked the ups driver the other day beat him after the referee said it's on and luckily, luckily I had a referee. I have a referee on the payroll. Like, it was, he's, he's sanctioned by the Louisiana State Athletic oh, Commission. That's important. So, that's important. Yes. yes. You know, okay. get licensed referees. Uh, thanks, Jim, for that. I appreciate you. Your services are great. But, yeah, Randy the Ram, Bonesaw McGraw. Uh, there was another one I had coming up, but I can't remember his name at the right time, but it's com- coming soon, too. Um Oh, the Ayatollah. Yes, the Ayatollah. Thank you. I, thank you, Jim, who's, who's <laughs> they sent that to me. The Ayatollah, who also faced Randy the Ram back in the 80s. And everyone thinks, wait, these are fictional characters. No, these are real people as well. But they were also lost to the sands of time and just forgotten about. So it's tragedy, but hey, still defending my title. 
I am the longest reigning Uprising champion. I think we're about six months in now and defended it every step of the way. And we'll it's continue impressive. to defend it yes. whenever until someone pries it from my cold, dead hands. It's impressive. It's, it's, it's an impressive run that you're on right now. The and it's, it's just knocking off competitor after competitor. How do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated not only to, to, to continue through defending, but wanting more in wrestling? And dealing with all that backlash from people. Um, well, it's, I take pride in proving people wrong. Like, it's not the deciding factor of why I do it. But I, I know I want to be great at this, so I have to, yeah. I have to like get in the gym every day, even when I don't want to. Uh, I look for new challenges, look for new ideas of what I can do in the ring and what I can add to my game, to my persona, to keep things going and keep people watching and get the people notice. So Twiggy, Twiggy's a good hand with that, and it's just the idea of this perception that. If you're under 5'8", that you're not talented. And that's, another th that's the thing I've come across a lot in my time. Everything, like, I get I'm shorter than most competitors. I'm not super big physique-wise, but I am a trained martial artist. I have a black belt in Taekwondo. Cool. I, don't, I haven't gotten to the uh, Taekwondo Jojo as much as I liked since started wrestling, but I still practice here and there when I can on my own independently, try to do that, keep my sharp, skill sharp there. That helps me in the ring and implements to my game because I would like to bring all styles. And a lot of people bring that Japanese strong style, but yeah. do you really even know what strong style is? You're just the guy throwing picks because you saw someone else do it and think it's cool. It's hard, yeah. But me, I have, <laughs> I have the skill to back that up and to show like, hey, I can do that. And <laughs> Oh, no, okay, cool. Sorry, my phone went crazy there for a second. I thought I lost you guys. See, again, they're, they're trying to get you. They're, they're trying, trying to Even take, on our interview. Off. Stop. This is, you won't stop keep us. Come on. Jordan Owen is trying to, like, they're all trying, they're all against it, man. And, you know, just because I'm not the biggest guy in the world, I'm not bereft of talent, I'm not bereft of heart, I will keep going until I get what I want. And I will talk smack to you before and after doing it. I may lose a battle, but I will never lose the war which is proof why I'm the uprising champion. I'd show you the belt now, but it's off getting fixed because the belt was not to my standards when Elevate okay. Pro delivered it to me. So what a, what a better time than now to get it fixed and upheld. You got to polish it. Yeah. Speaking so, of that too. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, JC, what, what, what is that goal though? Like what's, so you have the uprising championship. Is that enough, or is there more that you want? Oh, there's there's more. I wanted I want to win the Elevate Champion, the World Championship, to have both belts. Maybe down the line, maybe I could be a double champion, and maybe even win the Continental Cup. I want to get all the gold any way I can. Maybe me and Twiggy. Maybe I'll get Twiggy. I'll convince Twiggy to dust off the old boots, and me and him tag team, and win the win a tag team championship there or elsewhere. But. I want to go. I want to go to freelance pro wrestling, Black Label Pro. I've watched those guys on the independents, and like, I want to go to those places. Fest Wrestling. I would love to go there. Punk Pro, back in Tampa Bay, which I miss Tampa Bay so much, and I would love to go back and wrestle there. Punk Pro seems like another place that would be welcoming to JC Vega, 
because they're you know, obviously punk. I'm punk rock to, to my dying day. Um, would love to go there. Would do, love to one day go to Ring of Honor. Like possibilities mm-hmm. are endless. There's, I'm not gonna set a limit to what I want to do. Like I'm gonna just keep working until I get anywhere. Until I get, so I feel like enough's enough. And I don't want to put a cap on it and say, if I get this, this is enough. Obviously, everyone's goal is to get signed somewhere. And, of course. You know, that's would be the ultimate end goal is to be on national television, signed. But. Whatever happens, happens, and I am I am game for whatever. As long as everyone knows that J.C. Vega is not someone to be dismissed and overlooked. No, it's I a great. Would, it's it's a great story. Yeah, you. I mean, you have proved yourself, and and you're continuing to prove yourself, and 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 moving forward. And this is only the beginning. I mean, that's that's yeah. obvious right now. And it's yeah. it's it's interesting how much you're you're able to push yourself, while everyone else is trying to push you down. Yeah, and it's it can get nerve-wracking at times, but, you know, it's part of the game. It's part of my story, and I get it. I'm an, I'm an outsider, per se. I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to the, to the brotherhood, so to speak. I'm a loner in a way. So, you know, I, it comes with it a bit, but shouldn't be, it shouldn't keep me from being allowed an opportunity because that's all I asked. That's, I, I never asked Elevate Pro for anything more than that. It was just a shot, just and a they wouldn't even—they wouldn't even give me that. And they hype David Ali and Dave Jordan, who have been on the AEW Dark recently, so kind of thing. They mm-hmm. hype them up, and like they've been around the fraction of the time in Elevate Pro as I have put in. And now that I am a champion, the most the, the most sought out champion, because everyone wants a shot at JC Vega. If they want to come back and prove themselves against me, it doesn't matter. Let's bring it on. And and just talk now. I know you have a bunch of different you know nicknames throughout your career, but I think we just came up with a new one for Elevate Pro. I think the Lone Wolf, JC Vega, kind of fits very nicely. I like it, I like it. Definitely, definitely is true to what I am. And like, yeah, like speaking of nicknames, I was like, uh, I. Dubbed myself at one of the beginning of the, the fabulous Killjoy, even though I never had it announced in the mic, but I because I would just come in and take over and just make Britney's life miserable because <laughs> I'd use her as a coat rat too. Like I, I know I said earlier, I called her a bootleg Christina Aguilera, uh, gothic Cher Horowitz, uh, I think Dollar Store Pink, I called her the other Dollar day. Dollar Store Pink, yep. <laughs> just, you know, just a plethora of things. It's, it's great. Uh, another one, I. Twitter when we got when we got another dispute. I think I called her uh Beruza Balt's less successful sister. <laughs> That's a deep cut. And I'm sure That's... some people like who is Beruza Balt? Wow, Please, everyone, go back and watch yeah. the craft. So how do you quote the craft, man? Whoa. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> Chris almost fell out of his kid, seat. Nineties through, through and through. Awesome. Oh man. So let's let's get out of the ring for a second. Let's take a break. Right. Let's take a break. What, yeah, what's, I'm, getting hot. I'm getting hot thinking about get, all of that. Let's get a little hot. Flight. Let's let's calm it down. Let's calm it down. Let's let's take wrestling out of it. Right. What are you doing as a hobby? What do you like to do outside of the ring? What do you like to do to just keep busy and and what entertains you? You talked a little bit about your interests, but what else is is interesting to you? Um, I do a lot of comic book reading. I'm an avid comic book reader. I get a lot of. Uh, trades and such like i love batman i love a lot of batman 
graphic novels. The Sandman, Sandman's a good one. I enjoy that. Neil Gaiman is a tremendous writer and I'm about to start reading American Gods eventually. I gotta get other books, I gotta get out of the way. But I'm a, I'm a reader, graphic novels, uh, sci-fi, fantasy. Like I'm reading a book called United States of Japan and it's about Japan winning World War II and America becoming pretty much like a uh, part of Japan in a way, like a, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying. I'm like, at least the word escapes me. A territory. Yes, there we go. Shit, I'm like, my brain is. You're hot, territory. you're hot. It's okay. okay. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got and you, like, we got you a little riled up, so. It's, it's so good. And like, everyone's got to have Japanese names. You're not allowed to have your former American name. Anything you had before, it's gone. And like, there's like, um, right now with Chapter Man, they're alluding to the fact that they have like giant mechs, and that's what helped win the World War Two. Hmm. So it's inter- it's an interesting read, but like do that. I do a lot of skateboarding. I don't do tricks oh. or whatever, but I like to ride around. It's good cardio, and sure. got a little got a little nice uh, little, little uh, nick, little nicked little up souvenir. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing I love about wrestling, it's prepared me for that because when I went to fall, I turned my head. I was like, all right, taking a face bump, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right did it hit my head no cool all right let's keep going best That's bumper fun. out there uh, yeah yeah <laughs> obviously martial arts i once obviously i'm not training right now pandemic and i've been in the gym a while hope to get back to that but lots of a lot of martial arts films movies in general i'm a big movie buff obviously film school and all that and wanted to be a like director something i might get back in the short films at some point down the line it's just got to find time yeah. Between that, family, and other obligations, it's just movies, wrestling, my Zen place, and away from wrestling, obviously, other stuff. I'm a big. Uh, I've, I've been watching The Witcher a lot, lot lately. Okay. That's a great show. I don't know if you guys watched that. Stranger Things, another great show. I love, love watching. So I'm thinking of sci fi. Sci fi, like, if it's sci fi, martial arts, if it's a combination it's- of the two. I am getting yeah. animes too. Lots of anime, Samurai Champloo, stuff like that. I'm a, I'm a big nerd, despite this this cool image I got here. I'm a, I'm a big nerd. Yeah, right. I think it yeah. comes to the territory of being a wrestling yeah. fan, a wrestler. We're all nerds. Some people don't want to admit it, but you're all nerds. Yes. It just depends on what you're nerding out on. That's all it is. Right. It's true. What What level you're at. I'm at Star Wars and Legos. Yeah. You know, now, see, I watch that, I watch that's... Star Wars movies, but like I'm not deep into like the lore of everything. Like I know some people get really into it and like read all the expanded universes. I've got like uh, a limited knowledge of it, but like yeah, just it's so but, good. Like, yeah, it's... the Ninja Turtles though, like Ninja Turtles IDW run right now is like one of the best Ninja Turtles written stuff ever. Like they combined all the stuff from like the old cartoon, the the 2003 one, the movies. All that, and make it in like this new, new unique story, and I love that to death. Like I, I have like an X Men tattoo, and I love the X Men. I hope maybe sometime in the future I'll get a uh, Ninja Turtle tattoo. I don't know what the design will be, but I'm gonna eventually get all that sort of stuff tattooed on me. Awesome. Very cool. I I like it. Now we earlier we talked about you know Chris said his favorite Ninja Turtle was uh, Donatello. Donatello. Oh yeah why you Smart know one. <laughs> my, my you know, jc you mentioned leonardo my favorite was uh michelangelo because a long long time ago 
I I took karate, and yeah. at the the place that I studied at, they also did birthday parties, and I actually dressed up in a full head to toe green Michelangelo suit for the birthday parties for these kids, and did the whole nunchuck stuff and everything. So he, that is awesome. He, a long he, he was time ago. Friend, a long time ago. Yes. Last a long year. Time ago. <laughs> last year. <laughs> last week. Let's be real. It was last week. You don't want to admit it. I get it. You know, don't let the uh, don't let the physique fool me. But like, I know. But favorites. We all got them. Everybody's got them. While we were talking, I came up with some more questions for favorites, like I always do. Uh, yeah. You mentioned music. You mentioned punk. Uh, yeah. Who is your favorite band? The Bouncing Souls. Oh, our our fellow brethren of the podcast, Creamy Kramer, would love that answer. Yes. Yeah, like I fucking love them. They're amazing. Uh, my summer vacation. I spent my summer vacation is like my one of my favorite albums. Pirate Radio, so good. And like Night <laughs> Night Train is another Night Train is another one of my favorites. Uh, Dropkick Murphys. I saw them live. I saw them live oh. Mardi Gras weekend in New Orleans. Oh, on that's bourbon epic. at the fucking House of Blues. It was amazing. It was wild. It was everything I expected and hoped it would be. Uh, my company, who was with the night, was not the greatest, but the concert itself, damn it, it was tremendous. Them, awesome. uh, the, the Ramones. I love, I love the Ramones. I think that's everybody's, you know, favorite in the, to a degree, but. Those are the three off the top of my head that are absolute favorites. It's a good three. But that's a good three. I feel like I, I spaced out. It's a good three. Yeah, it's a good yeah. three. Uh, favorite movie? Mm. Damn, that's... I know. It's like such a... It's a vast area to kind of yeah. choose from when you just and, say favorite movie. And I'm, like, I'm, and I'm, a, and I'm a film buff. You're a film buff, everything yeah. everything and everything. Like, oh. Like, are we like, do you want me to like limit it down to like my absolute, like, like, or right now, currently? Because we'll go with that. I'll go with that. Right well, now. yeah, well, yeah, right, right now, currently. Uh, at this moment, we'll say right now, my answer is Pulp Fiction. Actually, no, scratch that. I have Pulp Fiction to Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Kill Bill Volume 1. Kill Bill. Kill Bill is tremendous. Like, both, at first, both good when, I first, when I first saw it, I didn't appreciate it, which is shocking because, again, I love martial arts stuff. I didn't really appreciate it, but when I watched it again, and a later viewing, I grew to appreciate more. And then once I, the longer I, the longer I, the years went by, I watched it more and more and more of the history behind it. Some of the uh, like inspirations and homages he had in there. Mm -hmm. I grew to appreciate it even more. Yeah. And it's one a those, very layered movie. Well, yeah. One of those movies of you have to watch it. You have to watch it over and over again to almost catch everything and there's, because there's so much in it. Well, all, yeah, all his work too is like, is every there's always deep cuts of like stuff from like oh this shot similar to this shot from the searchers or like other westerns like has like where did you find this like this dude like <laughs> that dude was like a like a uh, the ultimate film geek and like he the way he puts it in his art is tremendous like tarantino movies in general like he's an amazing writer mm -hmm. and like he puts his he puts his own narrative and everything like in a very uh, I know he's not punk rock, but like he does it in a very punk rock way in a way. His eye like stylized in his own fashion. And like you, when sense. you watch it, you just know it's him. Like even True Romance, which wasn't directed by him, you know it's him. Yeah. From, and 
from dust till dawn like dude i could go on like oh, we could go on dust till dawn that's a great one too no, yeah. actually you Some know for, uh, this is this is gonna be a, a fun little uh funny little story tidbit from when training i was trying to come up with a name because i was like i don't know what i'm gonna use like i had jc vega in the back of my mind and i was just like i, I like that that was my also my art my pen name because i didn't like using my real name which will be none known till the end of time hopefully if i had my way <laughs> but uh one of the names i had on the list of names to use was clyde gecko because i just wanted to be like i was like i like i love i love from dust dawn i was like i just i wanted an homage to that and it's my um my girlfriend at the time hated it <laughs> my best friend hated it jay jay lethal of all people i thought i was like oh he's gonna cringe that and like he's like I love it. I think that's the name. That should be the name. <laughs> and I was like, you think? He's like, why not? It sounds, I like it. It's one of the names, one of the two's favorites, but I was like, ah, maybe, but ended up JC Vega. And he was like, well, JC Vega was going to be Justin Cassius Vega, but it's a mouthful. And he was like, if you shorten it to JC Vega, it's fine. But yeah, long story short, again, I'm sorry, I get long-winded. I like to talk. I can talk for hours and insult everyone at the process Brittany, <laughs> you'll be hearing from me again eventually soon uh, actually, no, I don't again. Talk to you. but um yeah so tarantino what? dust of dawn dust of dawn's a great movie have you, have you guys watched the show there's a show from dust of dawn when uh when robert rodriguez made the el rey network that was one of the first written yep. shows he did um huh it's it's different in a way like you gotta you gotta lower it's i don't say lower expectations it's bit if it has elements of the movie in the first season but it's very different season two and three it's a guilty pleasure sort of thing i love it separate it it's fun Hmm. yeah it's it's similar in tone in ways but like it's its own thing and some people are like oh it's not it's not like the movie but it still holds true and i i enjoy the the fu- it's a fun show like to watch I'll check Netflix. that out yeah we're all watch learning it. stuff oh if it's on Netflix I'm watching it yeah. Don, hey, there Don you go Binge. Don Johnson plays Earl McGraw like the, the cop who was like dead in like the first five minutes Gone. of that movie but mm-hmm. like, yeah. he has like a bit he has a bit like a bit of a, of a story in that first season and like he is so good in that role and, oh wow uh, yeah, the, actually the guy the guy on that show uh, Chris writing it down I got homework what was, what was what's his name? Zane, Zane Holt. He plays Richie uh, Richie Gecko. Like I know Quentin Tarantino is not the best actor in the world, but like, and he played he played Seth or not Seth Richie creepy as hell in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Zane like puts a like the what, what they do with, uh, with with Richie in the show is a unique spin on that, and then, like he is so good as, as Seth and like DJ Katrina holds his own as uh, Seth Gecko because like stepping into the role that George Clooney made famous. It's a tough task, but that, that show is great. Like, I, I can go on talking about it for hours, but great show. They keep, sh- they keep trying to shut us down, and yeah, it's I know. not going to happen. Yeah, we are going to get sorry, through this. Sorry. Brittany, I thought, we, I thought we had a connection with the, yeah, with the podcast Brittany. here, and now you're trying, to, you're trying to knock us out. Listen, listen, Brittany, Ben, can I have something, please? Just one something. thing. Just one Just thing? One like, thing. you get... I, you gave this shot, title shot. I took it, and you weren't expecting me to win. I have that. Just let me have this interview, guys. Let me, let me get over. Come on, we're <laughs> we're gonna get we're you over. over. Yeah, we're we gonna are. get you over. We're gonna we get are. you over. So we did some we did some non wrestling favorites. Yeah. Now we're gonna go back to wrestling a little bit. So, what's your favorite city to wrestle in? Favorite city to wrestle in. 
Um, I'll you know shall we wrestle in Chalmette for Elevate Pro a lot? I will say that is one of my favorites because like it's an old school Southern crowd. They get really into it. Tampa, Tampa's kind of wishy-washy about that. A lot of people in the crowd, you know, hands folded, impress me. Like I know it all. <laughs> so, but like they're kind of fun, especially when you get them riled up. And I've I got I got a knack for pushing buttons. But Chalmette is my favorite right now, especially when we had the the three-year anniversary show in like the the Civic Center down there. Mm-hmm. The, the Frederick J. Seeger Civic Center. It's like this big old arena, like all Mid-South. We used to be there a lot. And like that was like the coolest thing in the world to be in because like I think it was like one of our highest attended shows, like over 600 people. And um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jay, but we outdrew Ring of Honor that weekend too. So uh, there you go. Sorry, sorry, brother, but you know, I guess, I guess, they, guess they wanted to see Jay Lethal, not Jay Lethal. They want to see JC Vega. I'm oh, putting you over, even even when I don't mean to. <laughs> uh, your favorite opponent that you've wrestled against so far? Huh, favorite opponent. Um, I got to go back to my first rivalry. Uh, Bud Heavy. When we first started, he was the wrecking ball. But Bud Heavy, he's this guy who comes to the ring, drinking beer, parties, likes to party a lot. He's a frat bro. He's been some of my favorite matches. He uh, he takes a kick to the face really, really well. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I like the but name, like too. That. Huh? I like the name, too, Bud Heavy. Bud Heavy. Oh, my God, yeah. Him, him and, him and uh, Josh Brady, they, they're down in there in Tampa Bay Pro. They're, they're awesome. They're awesome guys. We came up together. He was, he was in my graduating class in the, the Lethal Academy. Love him to death. He's a cool guy. Fun to wrestle. One of my favorite opponents. Hope to do it again at some point in the future. And hopefully to avenge my losses. Because, like, he beat me twice. Once in a tag team match, which I don't count because I it's, it's a tag team match. He had help. I, mean, I did too, but eh, minor detail. But we're going we're gonna to run it back one day, eventually. Nice. You heard it here first. This is, this is where the rematch stirred it, maybe, from, maybe, from maybe right here. Maybe, bud. If you're listening, which I hope you are, because I, I listened to your interview last time. I don't know who it was with, but I, I listened. Uh, um, we, you know, maybe I'll put the belt on the line. Maybe I'll give you an uprising oh. championship match. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll put the oh, belt on. Oh, man. Up. Wow. Maybe I'll get my buddy Jackson Zane, and we'll, 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 you can put up your real pro tag team championship, Tampa pro tag team titles, and I'll put up my – Uprising Championship. And if you can pin me, you get the belt. Look at that. Wow. We're main, making that sounds matches. like a main event. Main event. I agree. Main event. I agree. So now that that sounds like it would be a a good match. A good match. However, what's been your favorite moment so far in your career? Hmm. Favorite moment. Obviously, I guess at this point, it would have to be the winning the Elevate Pro Uprising Championship. Uh, it was on my two-year anniversary in wrestling. Like, the literal, the, the literal the day. day. The day. Happened. Yeah, the day. Wow. It, was, it was crazy when I, when I thought about it. And from at first, feeling not feeling so confident, but trying and being this millennial character and morphing into what I am now and, like, kind of jumping over the hurdles that come with being slighted in a way and having to prove people wrong and just making my mark and trying to find my place in wrestling and winning a championship 
it was a big deal. And like my, my family was in the crowd that night. My uncle oh, who, awesome. who got me into wrestling was there with, with his sons and all that, his, all his kids. And actually, you know, one of his daughter wasn't there, but a lot of my family was there and it was tremendous. It was, it was a fun, it was a fun night. It was great to play spoiler to somebody else who thought they had it in the bag and to make Brittany mad, which I'm sure they're, 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 they're scrambling to try to figure out how they're going to get the belt off me. I just know it. The screw job is imminent. I'm, you know, I may, I've successfully defended against Randy, the Ram, the postman, the, the baker, maybe, you know, maybe I'll get the baker soon. I don't know, but it might happen. But for right now, at this moment, in time that match that that's moment the moment was the moment for me so awesome. we had we had the moment we had we had a, a good match that could happen in the future however what is what's the dream match we're taking it it all all promotions are at your will we'll say there no time and space it could be from i know it could be from oh. back in the 70s back in the 80s it anything who is who is the dream match against mm. man that and that's a deep that's a that's a this is hard <laughs> like, again, I, 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 i'm indecisive about a lot of things like my favorite actually favorite movie show and like anything hold a gun to my head what's your what's your dream match hmm. you only get one you only get only one get dream one. match oh you know, I, I, I think I, I missed a little bit of this earlier, but I know um, I'm, some of my idols of wrestling, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Diesel, Owen Hart, Macho Man, guys like them. Eddie, you know what? Eddie Guerrero. If I could get Eddie Guerrero in, hmm, I've seen that either, either in Madison Square Garden or the, the Cow Palace. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I, what what better what what more fun for me for going get in for with adversity being a theme in my career and being excited what better way to have to face adversity than going into like a predominantly Hispanic area in California in, in the Cow Palace where he won his first ever world title and wrestle him in a place like that I think that'd be phenomenal if I if I could wrestle Eddie Guerrero Eddie Guerrero was one of my favorites he was another one of my favorites as a kid if I could wrestle him at the Cow Palace. And that, that building has a lot of history too. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, like, a, this would probably, you know, my, my, I don't know if my cardio would be up to snuff, but I would for that, for that match. You'd figure it out. Even an Ironman match. Oh, and an Ironman match Guerrero, too? I would want to wrestle him for 60 minutes. I don't know if he's ever done like, I don't know if he ever did a 60 minute Ironman match in his career, but I'm sure he maybe probably did. Probably I don't did. Know. Yeah. Knowing him, yeah, like, dude, like I would, I would want that. That would be, that'd be the ideal. There we go. Man, that was, like, there's so many. Oh, but that's that's the one. Like, I was gonna. There was well, Rick Rude as an option. Actually, Rick Rude would be a partner. I would want a team with Rick Rude. And there that's usually one of our questions. Yeah. Usually, one of our questions is dream tag team. Dream partner. tag so team partner. We're just now answering we questions we're not even asking. Yeah, you know. You go. Thinking ahead, Rick, but yeah, Rick Rude, Rick Rude would be my partner. It would be a choice. I, I love Rick Rude. You know, I, like, I, I love the Eddie Guerrero answer because mm -hmm. that, yeah. that to me is like, you're the epitome of adversity, like trying to get past it. And he was always like seen as too small, seen as not good enough. He had a cheat to win. Right. Yeah. 
but yep. but he still ended up getting to that top and now you're going to be the one that takes him down you're going to be the one that faces him and yeah, now it's going to be adversity versus adversity who, oh. who could out who could out cheat who that would be that would be phenomenal that would be interesting that would be interesting. I would, you know, as a matter of fact, I'm just thinking what? about it now, and I'm like, oh man, that would be great. <laughs> it would be, uh, it, but it'd be even better if I were a team with him too. Maybe that should be my answer as my tag team partner. Oh, I'm, I'm flip flopping around. See you, Rick Rude. Like, You're out of here. Rude's gone. <laughs> me and Eddie, Eddie, yeah, Rick Rude. I love you, Brad, but like, Eddie, me and Eddie, cheating, cheating every step of the way. Like, oh, I saw when. I saw him, there was a match I saw him live. I saw him like three times in like my life when I went to events. I saw him at a, at a WCW Thunder event, uh, a house show. And it was like SmackDown 2004 during like the height of the SmackDown 6. Yep. It was him him Man. and Booker against Ray and RVD. It was like the Night of Champions oh, wow. thing. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, I think it was the match. Like, when he like, he had the belt in like... He tried to give it to Ray, and then Ray threw it back to him, and the ref was getting up, so he's like, oh, lays on it. And he's yep. like, he the no, he tries to get rid of it. And he's like, oh, I'm unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't, I, I didn't do anything. That old it's bit. So, so great, dude. Like, Eddie, Eddie, oh, I wish he was still around. Oh, my God, not again. Brittany, They're, you're killing us. I think, no, no, here. see, guy, I saw it. That, that one was Tampa Bay. That was Tampa Bay bottom, Pro. Tampa Bay, stop it, man. I'm coming back eventually. Let me get there, and I'll show you why you were wrong. Guys, I apologize for all these technical difficulties. Hey, okay. people, people are trying to hijack the recording. I mean, they're trying to stop you. We understand. We understand. I, I mean, it's you're trying never to keep ending. them down. Never ending. It's just they always got to – every time you have score, they got to move the goal post just a little further back and be like, yeah, but. Yep. Yeah. No, oh, I can. But, now I can see the storyline there with Eddie Guerrero. You, you're going up against Guerrero in that dream match, and yeah. then there's just so much respect at the end of the day that he's like, "Man, we're we're gonna we're gonna become a team embrace. now. We're a tag team it's now." The I, and then it goes it. on to that. My and, fantasy booking of this too inside of my head is just a tremendous. We're tag team champs, brother. Got all the belts. But and like then, oh my god, that'd have been so great. I would like I wish he was still alive in wrestling. Yeah. Like, I know he'd be like in his fifties now, but I'm sure I'm sure he would it, still be able oh, to go. Yeah. yeah. He would go. Like, Definitely. Dude, like, oh man, like he was he is so great. Like him, I wish him and Sean would have been able to wrestle. Like that yes. is that, that mm. if I could pick a dream match to watch, that that'd be on the top of my list. Yeah, that would like be Eddie, good. Eddie and Sean would have tore down the house. Matter of fact, if I could pick an era, I'd pick the lie, cheat, and steal world champ Eddie versus '97 Sean. Yep. If we mm. could, if we could have took those, if we could, if we could make a Excellent. time machine and make that happen, that would be that would that would be mm. what I would do. I would, I would. Oh, I got more homework. All right, more <laughs> homework. Chris, Chris, Chris is coming up with a time machine. Sean Michaels from a bender with a click, and. I'm glad he's recovered and like addiction is terrible. And I'm glad Eddie, like before he passed overcame addiction. Cause like I had family and friends who were addicted and like, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. straight edge myself. And like, I, I had a lot of family members who dealt with that sort of thing. And I kind of sort of stood away from it because mm -hmm. of that sort of thing. But like, man, I think if I could take that era of Sean and go back and get Eddie and have them wrestle. That'd be awesome. Magic. Magic. magic oh 
man, that'd be that'd be one that that would that would make Kenny Kenny versus Okada look like a Monday Night Raw opener. <laughs> I, that's, yeah. I'm I'm doubling. I will double down on that. I will. Fight I'm with you, JC. On that, I I'm will in. fight Kenny. I will fight Okada. I will fight Dave Meltzer on this. Dave, you know what? You can get an Uprising Championship title shot too if you want it. <laughs> there we go. Dave, I'm putting it down there. Dave, have your first match. Send send Brian Alvarez. I don't. <laughs> I'm just getting heat everywhere now. It's not. It's not. It's bad enough. I'm ruffling the feathers of Elevate Pro and Tampa Bay Pro. I just. I'm just. I'm a button pusher, All man. Comers. I, you hey, know, it's okay. You gotta ruffle. You, you gotta. You gotta crack a few eggs. You gotta break whatever the saying is. I can't. Oh, you gotta break sorry. a few yeah, eggs to make an omelet. Yeah. Is that what it is? That's huh? what it is. Break a few eggs to make an omelet. Yep. Yeah, break, break, break a few eggs to make an omelet. You get, if you, get, if you want to get anywhere, you got to push a few buttons, man. You got yeah. to be done. You got to step on people. That's true. It, it's worked true. out. It's worked out when I've sabotaged Elevate shows and stolen victories from people. It's, it's stung me. I've lied, cheat, and steal. I've actually, you know, in a lie, way, right about that way, I've steal. adopted Eddie's motto. There, there you go. go. Lose, now, lose, if, lose, if you, lose if you must. Or, Win if you can. Cheat. Always cheat. I, oh, man. I'm feeling. Ah. Oh, Worked is, up. Oh, man. I'm flustered. All these, all these technical dif- difficulties. All this uh, thinking about all this uh, sabotage against me, career, and interview. Like, I can't. Oh, I know. It's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. It's, tri- it's triggered me. Uh, there you go. As a millennial, it's triggered. triggering. I need a safe space of Bernie Sanders plushie. <laughs> <laughs> and a padded wall. Oh, I don't man. know. Maybe a beanbag chair. I don't have a one of those. Of mochas. You want a mocha? <laughs> a vente. I, whatever, vente latte. So that's a large one, right? Yeah, it's a large yeah. one. I think. Okay. I think so. I don't know. I don't go to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, like no legit. Oh, let me go. Let me go. Let me run back to that real quick. So when I got the coffee cup, I ran to the Starbucks that was down the street from the venue we were at, and I was like, hey. Can I just buy a coffee cup? I don't want coffee. I just need a cup. And the dude behind the counter was so confused. He was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! Like, just... like a ceramic coffee cup or like the paper coffee cup? Like the paper, like the paper with the lid and all of that. Like the millennial thing. Because like they wanted the coffee cup. Jordan Owens was like, "I need you to have the coffee cup." But I'm like, "Dude, why?" And then what made matters even worse, which Maybe it says something about the way I dress. I was like in flannel in a green splattered paint jacket with a beanie on and like tore up jeans and I had a coffee cup. People were like, so hobo was going on. <laughs> and I was like, maybe once in my life I was. Does that matter? Trigger? <laughs> but I'm carrying that thing around. And like he's like, but like when I got when I got the cup, he was just like, I'll just give it to you free, bro. And I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> Walking with this cup. And I, when I got there, I was like, I don't need this. Like, uh, I know we're going to sabotage Jay a couple of months from now, but Jay, what should I do with this cup? He's like, I mean, get rid of it if you don't want it. I was just like, all right, throw it into the crowd. I thought it was gone. I get to the locker room after the, my, my buddy's match. It's on my bag. <laughs> the next show we're at, I threw it away again. It's, it somehow finds its way to my bag. Like, it kept coming back. Oh, my. And finally, me and Bud Heavy, when me and Bud Heavy were in the ring, I had to stomp on it, and I'm like, there's no way this is coming back. If it comes back, if it is resurrected, Jason Voorhees style, then I don't know what I'm going to do. Did it come back? 
No, thankfully oh, okay, he's okay. dead. I was, I was, I was getting worried there for a second. You left me hanging there. I was like, whoa. It's alarming, man. Like, it's like, I walked back there. I'm like, don't, don't be there. I know I lost this match, but I'm going to be more mad about this cup being here than losing this match. Yeah, forget the match. Yeah. Forget the match. The coffee cup is, like, is here. It's, 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 it's inescapable. Like, it's, I guess it, I, millennials love coffee, but are the yes. coffee love the millennials? I don't they know. They do. Well, we're, we're almost down to the last question. I'm going to insert in a question before we get to the dreaded cookie question. Dreaded. Uh, okay. Elevate Pro has a uh, event possibly happening in October. Yes. Um, from our talk with uh, Brittany, it is <laughs> their, the five-year anniversary. Uh, if you can... Uh, are you having a match? Have has has there been any negotiations with Brittany for a match uh, at the at the fifth anniversary show that you know of? An offer has not been placed down yet, but I will certainly be there because it's the fifth anniversary show. I will still be the champion of Elevate Pro. So, but they better, they gotta come with something good. That's all I'm gonna ask. Something good. Yeah. No. Matter of fact, I've been in scrambles. I've, I've had multi mans. Give me a one on one with someone who deserves it. There you go, Brittany. Oh, I know you're listening. Matter so, of fact, give give you know give the man what he wants. Maybe maybe we should all the all this all this fighting all this back and forth between me and her done a hell of a lot better on my end. Despite some of the flubs tonight, apologies. I'm off my game because she's sabotaging flustered. this interview. Yes. Just flustered, flustered beyond belief. Um, maybe we should, maybe we should go one on one. I don't know. No, no. Actually, I, I don't want that on my conscience. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to make her lose the promotion after only having it for a year. Ooh, promotion, promotion against title. Opponent. Ooh, that's a great match right there. Promotion against title. I like Ooh. it. I like it. You know, we <laughs> never say never, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe they well, can find somebody. Maybe, maybe they give someone power for like a, a little bit as a commissioner who's also a wrestler. I don't know. The possibilities are endless. I wouldn't put it past them, but there we go. It's a good idea. It, well, hopefully everything keeps going. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Doesn't matter oh. who you put in front of me. They're gonna sing the song of the Shattered Symphony one way or the other, and I'm walking out with the belt. As a matter of fact, this may be a bold proclamation, but if, if, if this pandemic allows for us to be there with a jam-packed arena at the Civic Center, I'm going to come out to Voodoo Child. I will bring back my love of 90s wrestling, the NWO, and plus I am just a mark for Jimi Hendrix himself, yeah. and Voodoo Child is a jam. The champ is going to come out to Voodoo Child, air guitaring his way to the ring, and air guitaring out with yes. and with Elevate Pro on my back. Because I'm putting you on my back. I'm carrying you along and making myself the franchise, whether you like it or not. There we go. There we go. It, th much, it's, like, it's, much like it's Jay Lethal is the franchise of Ring of Honor, I will become the franchise of Elevate Pro. Nice. Well, again, like I was saying, hopefully everything goes on a good trajectory and we can get back to events 
and having people and audiences and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping people start to realize this is serious and let, wear, let it wear be, your mask. I miss wrestling in front of people. Wear your mask. Yeah. I know you people hate me. So, and I want you to hate me. I want to hear your hate as I'm beating up your favorites. And I want to be able to go elsewhere and be up other favorites in other places. So please, for the love of God, wear your mask, stay home. JC wants to take the take on the USPS guy in the next town over, and he can't get there right now, people, because you're not wearing your mask. I, I can't. I can't defend the elevate title against the UPS man in Mississippi or Milwaukee or Manhattan. I'll go to New York. I'm gonna go to New York just to wrestle the UPS man. I'll wrestle anybody. I love it. So we're here. We 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 here. we've been we've been almost hacked three times, I think. We've we've gotten JC a little bit riled up. He's he's, he he's ready to take on anybody. How about you take on Oreo cookies? Are you a single Uh, stuff guy or a double stuff guy? Oh, I apologize for stepping over you on that. I'm listening. I don't want to. I don't. I I don't want to make you any more riled up than you already are because I don't want. I don't want you coming near me and you know taking me out. You two are phenomenal. You two are great. I'm, I'm thankful that you've allowed me a platform to speak and rant away on things that are on my mind. And hopefully we'll do it again eventually down the line with more stuff that has been in the past and more success. However, the important question, single or double stuffed? Now this one I can answer decisively because I am a fat kid at heart. Sweets are my game. I'd probably, I would probably look better than Mr. Olympia if it were not for the sweets. So I'm going to have to say double stuff because double stuff yeah. is Love tasty. It. Like the single just doesn't cut it. Once you had double stuff, it doesn't cut it. And I'm a little weird with my cook, with my Oreo cookie. I like to don't like not dunk it in milk. I like to drop it in there, let it soak to the bottom and then pull it out sometimes. Mush. It's a little weird, baby, but. I'm not a milk. Hey, good. I'm not a milk guy. Yeah, it's almost like cereal. Yeah, I. It doesn't agree with me much these days, but I enjoy milk when I can with my Oreo. Double stuff <laughs> Oreo. Double stuff Oreo. I definitively that is the answer. No, no walkbacks. No second guessing or thinking. That is the right answer. That is, that the, is the right answer. That is the right answer. Yeah, <laughs> we're on the same wavelength. I like We're it. Here. The, the, du- the you, you double stuff, me. the double stuff is coming back. I can feel it. We've we've gotten a couple of more in the double stuff check category lately. So I'm feeling I'm feeling much better because I was I was wavering. I was like, Chris, I don't know what's going on. There's a lot of single stuff people out there. Are we making the wrong decision? Yeah. He was like, No, just pump the brakes, slow down. It's gonna come back. We're good. And we're good. All of this, all of this, we got all of what we needed, but we want to make sure you get your time because you gave us what we needed. We got all the questions answered. We we thank you for that. We got the right Oreo answer, which was even the best part of the whole thing. Right. And then and then they took us down and they tried destroyed to the connection. Took his <sighs> took his battery completely out. Somehow drained the battery off. Uh, unbelievable they 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 but will now, go to no length we're back we're back we're back we got it all back and jc it is your time we want you to take the time to tell the people 
how to go find you, how to go support you. Where can they go see you? You can find me on Twitter at the JC Vega, Facebook JC Vega, and that's the place I got so far. Maybe Instagram comes someday. Doubt it because I don't really like those pictures, but. Get my musings. Facebook and Twitter are the place. Twitter specifically because my Twitter game's getting better. I would say, like, I'm not saying I'm great at Twitter, but I'm I'm up there. I'll be modest in that respect. After everything else I've said today about being the uprising champion, I'm all right at Twitter. <laughs> and uh, Brittany, you may have tried to shut this interview down. I, I was told that the, the you, the they, you just you just can't leave well enough alone, can you? You left the man speechless. You left. You just, I'm I'm flustered again. I was having a good time. I was feeling better, and then this happened. Man. Well, we we had a good time. Yes. Let's put, let's not let that moment. Yes. Damper it because it was only a moment, and we'll move on from that, and we'll continue to climb the adversity mountain that you've been climbing, JC. For sure. And I thank you guys for letting me come on, letting me say my side, say the truth, not my truth, the truth. And hopefully we meet down the road again. Of course. Definitely. Had a great time. One of the one of my favorite interviews I've done so far. Good. I think we, we appreciate have, that. I think we have almost righted the wrong of the, your name not being in uh, the, the few that were mentioned in Elevate Pro. We get, we get in there. We're getting there. There's still, there's gonna be that little bit of the inner turnal Michael Jordan petty, petty game going on when I get back to the, in the in the real ring of Elevate Pro, not not wrestling Randy the Ram and Boise and other places. When I get to the stomping grounds of Elevate Pro and in the ring for them, I will make sure they understand why I'm the one you need to look out for. Awesome. Not Ray Fury, not Corey Constantine, not Dale Springs, and anybody else you may have mentioned, Bronson. I beat Bronson. I beat the mountain. You mentioned the mountain. I beat the mountain. The mountain maybe he's super tall, but he's all the same size laying down. That is true. Ladies and gentlemen, JC Vega. Go Thank check him out. Go check champion. out Elevate. The champion. The champion champion go check out the bald monkeys podcast thanks for watching go hit that like button go hit that subscribe button go check us out on WrestleJoy. we have tons of interviews out there we have tons more coming we love doing this for everybody thanks for watching jc thanks for joining us tonight we'll talk again soon looking for more jc vega check him out on twitter and facebook at the jc vega Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. You can also catch our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Watch any of our other interviews or our roundtable podcasts at YouTube. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. And listen to The Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.